This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania. Springtime is here, and that means it is time to start thinking about getting your yard looking its best. Do you really want to be in your yard all weekend digging things up and planting something new? Wouldn't you rather spend time with your family by the pool or doing fun things with the kids this summer? Instead of cutting the grass, let the professionals at Keller's handle the hard stuff. They are family-owned and operated and looking forward to assisting you. Visit them on their social media page for more information. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. live with the band look back luna and we lost one of them but uh look back luna a new name but uh not a new band uh you guys uh, uh before that you guys went under the name uh five seven zero and uh zero was spelled out like the word um i think alex is jumping back in here is that Alec? Yes. Yep. Hello. Sorry, yeah. I was having some technical difficulties. That's what happens, man. It's uh, 2022. Internet's wonky. <laughs> you know? But I was just saying, uh, uh, the, the new band name, Look Back Luna, uh, formerly known as 570. Um, excited to talk to you guys. I mean, I've seen your name um, throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania, I feel like a thousand times if not more. So uh, you're a young band, a hardworking band. So uh, I want, I don't even know you guys. I've never had the pleasure of seeing you. I'm not sure how that's possible. But like I said, you guys are always playing, but uh, if you guys could introduce yourselves, what you do in the band uh, and then we'll go from there. I guess I'll go first. My name is Gabe and I play the guitar and I am the main vocalist currently. My name is Alex. Uh, I'm the drummer. I also do background vocals. My name is Kyle. I'm the bassist. Cool. And uh, you guys are young, right? Like I said, are you guys still uh, in high school or just barely out of high school? Uh, I'm still in high school. I'm going to graduate in like two months. So Okay, cool. I uh, just graduated college this past year, so I'm 23. Jesus, you look, you look <laughs> younger than Gabe. Yeah, I'm I'm 21. I'm still in college. Get us a compliment. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I uh, I had you guys younger than you are, but that's okay. Yeah, we always get looped in whenever we play a show, and you know, the, everyone says that. Oh, they're 17. They're 17. We always get looped in with the, the youngin down there. <laughs> yeah, but you guys recently just kind of uh, had a I don't want to call it a transformation, but you guys changed your name. You were 570 for as long as I knew you, and it was the number five, number seven, and then zero was spelled out. Um, and now you're called Look Back Luna, which is a cool name. Uh, and I'm curious to find out um, you know, why the name change um, and why it is what it is and, and kind of where you plan on going with it. All right. I guess, uh, I guess I'll go first. Seeing that um, our orig- original band members are no longer with us like uh our old bass player and old drummer um they left so it was it's not so since like we have new members and we have like a completely different sound now like we're stepping away from the super heavy metal and going more into like an alternative rock kind of vibe so plus the name is there's so much crap around here that's five seven zero and it's like there doesn't need to be a band either so <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i understand being pr- uh, proud of where you're from and everyone kind of um <clears throat> kind of like gets caught up in the 570 and the 570 mm-hmm. and 570 you know name the business you know 
so yeah, you're right. It's it's constantly. I mean, I did like what you guys did with it. You know, you said the number five, number seven, and then you spelled out zero. So that was a little bit mm-hmm. of a uh, a twist on it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, how many businesses are or or names of, of places are five seven zero? Right. Right. Exactly. And I, I think another thing uh, that we were also kind of trying to work towards is. Uh, we were gaining a lot of, or some popularity at least, in places outside of Pennsylvania. Like some of our songs were being played in Mexico, uh, other parts of the country as well. And we were kind of thinking, you know, what does five seven zero say about us? You know, for people that don't know five seven zero, the area, or aren't from here locally, what what do they gain from it? And what are we trying to put across with that name? So I think that we. We just decided that an identity change would be better because it's we wanted something that people who aren't necessarily from the area could relate to and, and feel emotionally connected towards. Yeah, you don't want to like pigeonhole yourselves into like, you know, how do you expand outside of right. of the area if you're kind of limiting yourself to, you know, the five seven zero. Um, and that's one of the pitfalls. I I, I remember when um I used to work at the Weekender. I'm not sure if you guys knew that or not, but way back, a publication uh, years ago, before your time, uh, it was this this newspaper, believe it or not, and um, it kind of listed you know the entertainment listings throughout the area, things to do, bands to see, bars to go to, all that kind of fun stuff. And our competitor, which was at the time the Diamond City, their website was called the Five Seven Zero, and um, I was it was it was it was funny how it just kind of like that 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 word and the, those numbers kind of just kind of like limit you to, a, to an extent yeah especially having a website called the 570 it's like you know the website's worldwide so um yeah i totally get that that's a, a, a i think it's a good move on your part thank you and uh, the name look back luna what's that uh in reference to anything um we are i'm pretty into like well what we all are we're pretty into like space and somewhat of astrology like we all have like the nasa hoodies you know and uh you know i thought i've always been like super into space and astronauts and especially aliens i'm big into that and those kind of conspiracy theories and luna meaning moon i don't know one day i was just like on google looking at something and i saw that name and i was like you know what that'd be cool and then like that that thing look back just came to me and i'm like well and then i you know i was i tossed it around with the guys and they liked it. So we needed to pick something too, because we were like working on a name for four months and uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was getting really bad. So, you know, that's what, that's what we came to. And I think it's doing really well. Um, the design that got made for it, we've, we've got a lot of positive feedback on it. Like we played a show over the weekend and we made, we, we have like, t-shirts and stickers and a lot of the stuff a lot of the people that like bought stuff are like oh this design's really cool so that's all you know it's good to have some feedback like that and my yeah. my dad actually made the design for our new um <clears throat> for our new look because he's a graphic designer and uh, once we gave him the name and kind of came up with the style of everything we just were like looking for like a tarot card style you know something really unique something that you don't see a lot nowadays uh of that style and we just sent it to him and he came back with the t-shirt design that we have and our sticker design and kind of our main logo and and we're very happy with how it came out yeah i think it's cool that you guys thought it that far ahead um you know, because a lot of times, even if, you know, someone likes your band, but they may not love you, you can still sell merch if your if you're, you're, uh, merch looks good and it's a cool design and it just looks good. So that's, uh, again, very important. Yeah. You guys yeah, are beyond look- your years. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're lucky to have uh, started our our early music career, I guess you would call it, in an area where, you know, I'm, I'm originally from New York, upstate New York. So uh, there's not really as much of a music scene as there is here in NEPA. You know, I've never seen anything quite like it. There's such a, a local hotbed of musicianship and uh, musical ideas and, and local scenes and venues and everything like that. Coming from a place where that's not very common, you know, it's super uh, helpful to be around other musicians and get a lot of feedback from other people who play the same kind of music as us or uh, kind of know what we're working towards. So I think 
the environment is also really helpful for us as well. Yeah, it's definitely a great place. I mean, I would, I always say when I used to host a radio show and I started doing this just to you know stay involved, but like I would put the talent in this area up against anybody else. I just think it's uh, really great and it's good. It's cool for you to <clears throat> kind of compare um, what you've, what you've noticed and what you've witnessed to uh, our little area here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So it's a, it's a great place. I mean, it's got its downfalls like everywhere else. Right. But it's cold. Yes. This, this weather is not doing it for me, <laughs> but no. you, you mentioned you guys used to kind of be heavy metal. Um, and you know, maybe that's a, a reason why I didn't, you know, go out of my way on purpose to see you guys. Not that I, I didn't, I don't appreciate that music, but you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm a dad. So like my, my free time is very, few and far between. So it's like when I, when I do get out, when I do have free time, it's, it's kind of have to pick and choose. Um, and heavy metal is not my thing. Um, why did you kind of go away from that style? Um, I feel like, like nothing against the genre or anything. Like I grew up as a metal head you know, like listening to Slayer and like eighties thrash metal. But, uh, it, there just comes a point where like, especially what I've noticed in like newer metal music, it all just kind of gets like loop looped together and it kind of just sounds the same, you know? And uh, I feel like with my, my, especially like how I play the guitar, like I take a lot of influence from like Carlos Santana and Joe Bonamassa and like all these like old blues players. But I also like stuff from the seventies too. Like, like Aerosmith and ACDC is a really big band for me. Like that's what made me start to play the guitar and, you know, putting it all together. It's like, I, I don't know how metal even came out of that to begin with. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. And like, I really, but at the same time, I really like Slipknot and like Gojira and like those kind of bands too, like Knocked Loose. I really like Knocked Loose, Sure. but I don't know. It's just, I can't sing like that either. Like I can't just, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. Were you angry at the time? Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah. A young, angry kid. That, that's but teenager isn't. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> young, angry teenager. Just what the world needs. I was going to say, uh, I, I, I think your dad, is your dad, Dave? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, you probably didn't you know, hate your father because I think your, your dad is one of your biggest supporters. I see him oh, yeah. constantly, uh, you know, uh, sharing your stuff and, you know, reaching out to people and, and uh, definitely a huge supporter of you guys. So yeah, you weren't like as angry. I hate my parents type of kid. No, no, it was like more societal angst. Yes. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So, so here's, here's what happened. Um, in my, in my sophomore year, like my life, like completely changed, you know, because of COVID. And I was like, uh, to be frank, I was, I was like, I was kind of pissed off. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? But I, I feel like I used it as, as a good thing. I started to like write music and do all this stuff with music. I was, I was practicing for like three hours a day and it was great because like before then, like I was, I was super into it, obviously. Like, you know, I've been, I've been playing since I was eight years old. And, uh, but that like when COVID happened is when like all this stuff really picked up for me. And like, I got involved with like the local music scene and I started writing my new mute, like my own music and stuff. And that, that was like way before Alex and Kyle, like I knew them too. I was working with different people at the time. And I don't know, it was just like, metal was just like a, a good way for me to like cope with everything, I guess. But even as like, like into September, like in the first year of COVID, I was like, I don't, I don't really know if I want to do this because I'm, li I'm starting to listen to all like this different music. And I never really had like an emo phase as a kid because I was always, I was just uh, thrash metal in it the whole time. And uh, so I started to go, I went back and I listened to like all this stuff that I missed, like this pop punk stuff, like this emo stuff. And like, I, like, I was like, wow, this, this is really great. Like, why have I never listened to this? Like the, like the music, like the way it's just pieced together, I think it's just incredible. And uh, so like, I, I started to like, like that stuff more. And then I found the big alternative genre and they're like all these smaller indie bands that I started to follow. And I'm like, well, if I like this so much, then why am I doing what I don't want to do? <laughs> so <laughs> definitely. And I, and I think something for for uh, 
me musically, at least that, that I like about transitioning kind of out of that metal phase is I love it when bands take influence from other genres, you know, if like, especially from a drumming perspective, like, uh, there's something unique rhythmically and percussion wise to almost every genre, like, uh, whether it be Latin or, you know, jazz influenced or electronic or something like that, everyone kind of has their own drums style rhythmically to throw into it and i really like it you know when if you have like a dream theater type song or maybe a tool type song where they'll do like latin style beats in the middle of it or like like classic african style drums like that to me is super interesting to listen to when you have influences from from all those different ideas and all those different genres and you're not just like you were saying pigeonholing yourself into uh an idea or a sound yeah. And just to add on top of that, a lot of the music that we've written so far, like song the song, they're just they're all different. Like there's no Absolutely. genre of them. Like like we we have like a funk song, we have punk songs, blues songs, like it's it's all across the board. And uh in one in one of our songs, it's like like the whole song is like this this big like punk song, and then all of a sudden we go into like this reggae beat and it's like this break in it. So like Alex said, taking aspects or taking things from all across the board and putting it into our own is what we are doing currently. Mm -hmm. Because we just try to make everything sound super interesting for the audience member, you know, being a new and upcoming band. You know, we don't have that staying power as someone more recognizable would. So we want to be able to capture their ear musically and have them want to check out our stuff afterwards. That's cool. And how did you hook up with uh, Alex and Kyle? Uh, you said you had two two members prior to them. Um, I I one was a female, right? I believe. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was cool because you don't see a lot of girls, you know, rocking yeah. out, especially to the style of music you guys uh, were performing. Um, did did they leave on their own, or did you guys just kind of? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I I, I would never want to like kick somebody out of anything, you know. But yeah, she she left on her own, and it was like what we had going. It was it was cool. Like people liked it, you know, because it's like you said, it's different. You know, we're we're playing like Hailstorm and you know, like all those female fronted stuff. Um, the Pretty Reckless was another band we were playing there for a while, and it was cool to like have a, a contrast in vocals with stuff. Yeah, you know, and but there there came a point when you know, Alex had had come along while she was still there because we had a drummer situation for a while. And, um, she was, you know, she was like, well, we want, we want to, we want to make a change. And she was like all gung ho for, for making the change. But when the time came to put the work in, it wasn't, wasn't happening, you know? So she ended up leaving and going like pursuing her college and her, her work. And I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but no, not at all. And but, I wasn't uh, trying to like bait you into like, you know, saying anything. Oh no, it's, it's perfectly fine. I don't care. Um, it, it's always like a weird thing. It's like a, a breakup with a girlfriend or boyfriend, right? It's like, yeah, you know, like yeah, oh, sure. know, who, you know, there's always two sides to a story. I, I wasn't trying to like, uh, you know, get anything out of you or any kind of dirt. It just, obviously there was a, a lineup change and I was curious as to how that yeah. happened. Yeah. I think, yeah, no. I think something that we realized is, is we want to do this professionally, you know, and we want to, or at least as professional quote unquote possible and we want to we want to do this uh with as much passion as as we have and and i think what it all boiled down to is that you know she just had passions for other things and she wanted to pursue a career in psychology and she wants to go to graduate school and and you know pursuing that academic life that's that's something that uh, not a lot of people get the opportunity to do so when she had that opportunity she wanted to pursue it and uh and i i wish her all the luck you know in the future you know she's great person we got along really well and no ill feelings at all you know it's just kind of we were just parting different ways and had different plans for the yeah. future yeah we're very like you know there's there's some people that will say that they're serious about something but then they won't do the work for it but uh i i'd say we're we're pretty we're pretty serious about this yeah. well i mean I, People we change are, people you know you're yeah. young you know things yeah, might yeah, change right. again in a year or two i mean right we, Who knows? Uh, it just that's it's kind of life. Life is funny, man. It's um, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. so we uh, we already booked like twelve shows for the the spring and summer already. So we're really yeah, trying. guys. I saw you guys were part of the big break. That was a contest yeah. that was uh, what was that? I feel like it was just recently, but it, maybe 
two months ago or so. Yeah, yeah two months ago. Uh, and then I saw a bunch of dates. You got, like I said, you guys booked and you have, you know, kind of booked out for the, the spring, summer. And um, I didn't hear from Kyle though. Kyle, you're very quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out, listening, enjoying. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, joined back in November. Uh, I actually signed up for this website called Bandmix. And I signed up for that website probably like four years ago. Kind of just like, because by at that time I was like senior in high school and I was like, eh, why not? We'll just try it see if I could find anybody in the area that's into music. And then I, I didn't really get anybody, but I kind of forgot about it. And then November of last year rolled around. And all of a sudden one night I got an email that I got a message on bands from a band called five, seven, zero. And I got this email saying, Hey, we're looking for a bassist. Would you, would you be interested? And I said, sure, definitely. When can I come in? So I went up to uh, where we practice and I uh, tried out, I learned three songs and I tried out and I thought it was going to be like a thing where I went and kind of was going to have to wait to hear, you know, back, but uh, it worked out really good. And I, we seemed to mesh really well, like immediately. And, uh, and I stuck with, and here I am today. <laughs> a band mix. Yeah. It's like a website called band mix where you can okay. sign up and kind of, you can either look for or put yourself out there to be a member of a band. So it's, did you have like a, a profile? Like I play X instrument instrument and I like this style of music and that they kind of, how does that work? Right. Right. Yeah. On the website, you can, you can put a profile picture up. You put kind of like your age, uh, what you play uh, a little bit about yourself. And like, if you've ever been associated with other uh, bands in the past, which uh, I've never been, I've never played a live show until just late last year so that was really cool but uh, i'm actually i really i'm a guitarist and a drummer i have, i never really got super into bass until i joined and then i now that i have i really love it and that's definitely reflected in his style you know uh especially talking to my family afterwards like um my dad always says how how cool his style of bass playing is because it's, it's very different from our previous bassist, you know because um you play with a pick, right? That's like, yeah, like your, I'm all picking. It's like a picking style. And which is like, uh, it's, uh, from what That's I gather, it's pretty yeah. uh, unusual for bass playing, but it provides such a cool, unique sound. And, and you know, we're, we play 10 billion times better, in my opinion. You know, it, it, he really rounds us out. Yeah, you don't see uh, a pick that often with bass. Mm-hmm. No, I think it fits that the punk style well, though, because it's yeah. very percussive and it has like... It's aggressive. Nice, yeah, it's it's got it a thrashy tone to it for sure. That's cool. Do you have any music um, that you mentioned earlier, like available on the streaming services, or not yet? You're still recording. Um, not yet. Because I would playing... love to hear this this new sound. Yeah, we're not not yet. We're, uh, we're we've been getting a lot of questions about that, and we're we're trying to get something going. Trying to find time to like go record. We're uh, we're going to elite audio recordings it's in kingston yep and uh yeah so it should be cool we're probably going to try to go there in like the next month or two and get some stuff rolling because mm-hmm. we have probably five or six songs written now that can be recorded so yeah we have some some stuff on spotify you know under our old name uh which were we all agreed, you know, especially after the lineup change and now our, our stylings, we want to change a little bit. We're kind of, you know, drifting away a little bit. We still play some of those songs live, you know, to pad the run times for our sets and everything. And and the people do seem to enjoy them. Uh, but we're hopefully looking to record soon. Just it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's the truth. It's not nothing's cheap these days. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. But, you know, it's. Uh, luckily you get what you pay for and and we're we're looking to put in some some good man hours and some good some good effort into it so i think i think once we do get the recordings out you know it'll just take us to that next level and we'll be able to show people what we're really about you can find clips of our songs you know we have our facebook page look out luna or look back luna i should say (laughs) um and then our instagram look back luna god you know, it's new. It's, it's new. Yeah. yeah. Free, free <laughs> you get a pass. We're, we're cutting that out. <laughs> I don't um, edit. I don't edit. Uh, look back, Luna. Um, and our, 
Instagram is under the same name. And we have like clips from our shows and live streams and stuff like that on there. So if you really wanted to give us a listen, you could do that there. But we're hopefully going to have some better audio recording soon. I'll yeah. definitely have to go search that out because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, the name popped up, you know, a page you like, change its name to Look Back Luna. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And uh, like I said, I've always seen your, your the name out there, and um, I don't relate as well to uh, you young kids as you know one may think, right? So I was never like, I never wanted to reach out just to kind of say, let's just shoot the shit, right? I wanted to have a reason, so it was like perfect timing with uh, everything. And now that I find out that you're not as young as I thought you were, so <laughs> I was like, can I curse in front of these kids? I don't even know yet. So yeah, college, fire away. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> But Gabe mentioned some of his uh, influences. Um, Alex, what, what kind of influences um, do you have? Well, um, you know, it's I like to think that I have a pretty uh, wide range. You know, I, I grew up, uh, my parents raised me on like the 60s and the 50s doo-wop music, kind of get that foundation of the musical understanding and kind of just progress forward. You know, I listened to I grew up on a lot of Black Sabbath, Metallica, uh, Megadeth. Um, my current favorite band is Avenged Sevenfold. They're like, uh, they're easily one of my favorite bands of all time. I just think musically they're something that I aspire to and and they're extremely creative in their process. And and I'm very, I'm, I'm in awe of their musicianship a little bit. Um, you know, I, I've been getting a lot more into like the post-punk scene. I think, uh, right now we're all kind of listening to Turnstile a little bit. They're a new band that's that's coming up and, and uh, we're, we really like uh, their sound and everything, but yeah, uh, like Gabe said, a lot of that classic thrash metal, I grew up listening to my dad's a, a metal head and, and he really uh, instilled that upon me. But um, I actually, I have a, a degree in musical theater. I studied musical theater in college. So I've done a lot of acting, a lot of, uh, you know, show tunes, I guess you would call it. So I like to incorporate that kind of into our music writing as well Is kind of give it like a story feel. You know, if I were watching like a production on stage and what's the what's the idea that we want to put across. So I have a lot of influences from classical composers, musical theater composers, uh, kind of that that show tune, big uh, theatrical style behind it as well. Kind of just coming from all over the place. Sure. That's cool. Kyle? <laughs> um, well, for bass, uh, I never really listened to the bass in most songs until, until recently. Um, so uh, I've been really getting an ear on that now uh, because that's what I'm doing. So I got to listen to it sometime. You know, I got to turn up the, the bass in all the tracks now. That's the um, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm a huge, like Alex, I'm a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan as well. Um, they're i've been a fan they're 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 the guys that got me into metal um and i'm i'm mostly into modern metal my dad was into uh, a lot of uh boston and uh journey and those kind of like 80s like kind of classic rock kind of kind of guys and uh i was i always liked them but i never got super into them but what really got me into music was was like avenge sevenfold and more recently i've really enjoyed like um uh bring me the horizon um i know they get a lot of um mixed reviews but uh I'm a huge fan of all they do and they, they really do a lot of the stuff that I think we can eventually get to too, where they can incorporate so many different sounds and get, especially with like the, a lot of the electronic elements that they use. It's just, it's incredible the, all the sounds they can make and how big they can make their songs sound. I'm surprised to hear that you guys are such big fans of Avenge Sevenfold not because of the music that they play, but more so like of when they kind of started, which was like, I think the early 2000s, which was like yeah, almost like 20 years ago. album was like in 2001. Yeah. My, my friend, like I have a friend that was big into heavy, heavy music. That's why I was, uh, I was introduced to them. But like, so, I mean, you guys were, weren't even born yet, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. think where, where I kind of got it from is I like being a drummer. I love watching like drum covers on YouTube and, you know, growing up, I didn't have a band to play with. I just played on my dad's old kit in the garage. And so I would just always look for new songs to play. And that came with watching other people play those songs like drum covers and stuff on YouTube. And then the drums are so epic and, and creative in almost every single event, in my opinion, in, uh, in Avenged Sevenfold songs. So uh, I just started watching drum covers of songs that I didn't know. And and uh, I just watched like a bad country is one of their most uh, famous songs and has some crazy drum parts in it. So I just was like, Hey, this, this sounds cool. Let me look up more bands like this. And, and I'm a huge fan of old music as older music as well. You know, like uh, Gabe was saying earlier, a lot of music today uh, sounds cookie cutter overproduced you know kind of has the same vibe to it in my opinion and and you just they you know the old adage goes they just don't make music like they used to anymore and i feel like a like a 50 year old dude saying that but but uh, it's kind of true you know i i really look towards those older songs that have an identity to them for inspiration yeah i just uh interviewed um the lead singer from the verve pipe um and he was, we're talking about the nineties. Obviously he had the, the song, the freshman that came out in the, the mid nineties. And we we're talking about how like the nineties was kind of the last like um, time, like where singer songwriters wrote their own music almost. And like today it's just like, everything's, you know, you don't, you never know, you know, who's writing the songs for, you know, the artists and, and, and things like that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, today's music and you know you could probably chalk it up to my age as well because <laughs> i'm at that, that that point in my life now where i'm like this music stinks you know? <laughs> um what are they even saying i can't even what, what are these lyrics you know you, you, you get uh wop and uh <laughs> and, and things like that out there and it's like jesus oh, what are we doing yeah yeah i've certainly oh, noticed that yeah i've certainly noticed that with a lot of recent music especially like that's in the mainstream, it's become so depressive. Whereas even like music, pop music, like 10, 15 years ago was kind of more upbeat and like, like it was more, it was catchy, but it was also like, it was a lot of happier tones for most things, uh, especially lyric wise. And I feel like, like the past like five or six years, maybe music has turned really a lot of the lyrics and tones and stuff. have just gotten really depressive in my opinion. Alex, is that a cat? <laughs> I have cats. <laughs> I've got two, I've, man. I've got two. I, I've been pretty good with with keeping them out of the camera so far. <laughs> if I didn't, if I mine wasn't upstairs, it would be down here behind me as well. It's funny. Yeah, they but, like getting in on the action. What can I say? Yeah, they're gonna be stars. All five <laughs> viewers are gonna be like, that's that's a that's a good cat's ass. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, today's music is like it's just wild. Um, I'm trying to, I, I can't even like think of uh, like some of the names that are out there. I mean, the Grammys were just last night. Um, and there, there are some talented, I guess, singers, if you want to call them that, like, uh, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, I think is one of them that won a few awards last night. I think Billie Eilish is very talented. Um, but yeah, it's just sure. a weird, like when you get into the Cardi B's and the, this, the music that's full of like these weird sounds, like I can't even begin to even try to, mimic the sounds that they make it's just like i mean but again maybe it's just my age show and i don't i really don't know but um you know i, I came from the age of uh, you know pearl jam and Soundgarden and the foo fighters and and alex i mean you're a drummer right i mean what mm -hmm. uh i mean were you a big fan of uh taylor hawkins oh my goodness yeah i mean i think it goes without question that he was you know a, a staple in the drumming community uh, extremely creative not only just as a drummer but an extremely talented just all-around musician like if you've ever seen clips of him singing he yeah. had an incredible singing voice yeah. and uh and um it, uh excuse me in my ignorance i'm sure he played other instruments uh, as well but uh i know that you know drumming and and uh, singing were mainly his things and and I, and I think, you know, if someone can, can take their voice and apply it to uh, a song really well, and especially, you know, they did a lot of Queen covers live when he would sing and everything like that. And, you know, Freddie Mercury is, is an incredible singer and anyone that can cover a Freddie Mercury song and sing his vocals and do it justice, I think is, I think is something to be said for sure. And, 
And, you know, it's a, it's a tragic thing that we lose musicians uh, as often as we do. And, and um, I think the only thing that we can do is appreciate the things that they put out and, and uh, love them for the work that they do. And, and I know Taylor Hawkins had countless people who appreciated him for what he did, myself included. Yeah, it was such a weird thing. I was in Atlantic City um, when the news broke and I was just kind of like, just taken back. Like, I, I, I've only seen them play once, um, but they're definitely top five, you know, favorite bands of mine. And, but I've seen countless shows on TV and DVDs when I was, you know, growing up and things like that. And I, I didn't know him at all, um, but I just felt like I did know him. Like he always had that mm-hmm. big smile on his face. He was just always very like just energetic when he was performing and all this kind of stuff. And it just like I just and like his relationship that he had with Dave Grohl. You know, I think his last show he came out and said that if it wasn't for Dave Grohl, he he would be delivering pizzas. Um. So I feel bad for Dave Grohl. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think the Foo Fighters go on as the Foo Fighters. That's just what I kind of think. Right. Um, which is a shame because I always say too, you know, like our, or my parents, you know, they had the Rolling Stones and there's like, there's very few bands that have that, that long life span, Rolling Stones and, and, you know, things like that. I, and I felt like, you know, the Pearl Jams and the Foo Fighters and those bands are kind of like equivalent to the Foo, uh, the, the um, Rolling Stones. Like there will never be another band that has that kind of staying power. Um, sort of lose, you know, Taylor and possibly the Foo Fighters. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's exactly, you know, it it kind of reminded me of, you know, when we lost Joey Jordison very recently as well, especially being a drummer. Like uh he he was such a big influence on on my drumming as well. Um and it's just uh, one thing I guess if you could draw any sort of silver lining out of this is it always shows in the music community how much like every musician is there for each other. You know, like uh, I've seen a lot of posts uh, on social media of people who I wouldn't even think know who Taylor Hawkins was, you know, because they're not necessarily in the rock community or something like that. Like I've seen classical composers like more more in his passing, which is like something that you wouldn't see very often. And I, and I think that that's, you know, very telling to, the popularity and also the level of talent that the Foo Fighters had and possess as well. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of their tour was canceled this year. So, right. It kind of reminds me of how, you know, there, uh, Mike Portnoy said he would like to tour with Rush, you know, and, and play drums for Rush. But it's kind of like, would you do it without Neil? Yeah. You know, I think if they were to go on, it would have to be like a, a big name drummer. Mm-hmm. That kind of had to, they, they're not going to just replace him with just some guy for sure. It would have to be like, um, trying to think of a, a drummer that can replace him. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. And, we'll and ultimately it's up, it's up to them. You know, I think if they decide to continue and, and, and move on with their music careers and, and try and push forward, then I wish them all the luck, but it's completely understandable. You know, yeah. you know, they, they were all best friends with each other. Yeah. It's sad to see for sure. But Gabe, I wanted to uh, talk about your dad. Um, all right. I, I always really admire and, and find a lot of, uh, what's that? I don't know the word I want to use, but like, I guess it's different for me as being a father now. And like, I mean, my son is four years old and I'm, I'm proud of him every day. And like, you know, he could do like the, you know, the simplest thing. And it's like, Oh my God, like this is awesome. Um, So I can only imagine like, you know, how your dad feels about you and and watching you, you know, grow and and advance as a musician. And again, I I see him constantly uh, sharing things on social media and, and being one of your biggest supporters you know, how much, um, how much does that mean to you? Um, I mean, if it, if it wasn't for my dad and my family, I mean, this, this probably wouldn't be where it is if we're going to be honest, because like out of, out of the gate, like when I started playing music, my, my late grandmother, um, was like, she was, she's very like talented in music. She played the piano. Like she could just, she never like took a lesson or anything. And she would just play stuff by ear. 
which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And my dad, he used to play in like in like a, a like a cover band, you know, around when like right before I was born. Excuse me. And um, so when I started originally like playing, like when I was like eight, eight and nine, like I got a guitar for for Christmas that year when I was eight, and I started taking lessons with um, a guy named Greg Biala. I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's yeah. a phenomenal musician. And, uh, you know, I, I would like, I would sit in my aunt's living room and like play the guitar for my family when I was eight. And I mean, I, I was horrible, you know, but they were like, yes, you know? And I mean, like, like thinking about that now, like that's like the greatest thing that probably that, that would happen to me in like my music career, because like, if I didn't have that initial support from my family, even in the beginning, like it probably wouldn't be where I am now, you know? And now that like I'm doing all this like original band stuff, and now that like my dad used to go see shows all the time, like go to all like these metal festivals and stuff, and uh, for him to support all our mu- all our music, share it to all these groups on Facebook, like it's 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 the greatest thing ever. Because like I like I'm like dad, I'm <laughs> dad, I'm in school. Can you share this to X page and whatever? And like and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, and, uh, and it's great. I mean, there's, there's no bigger supporter in this world than my, than my father and then my family, you know? Yeah. Like we could, we could, we could, we could blow up tomorrow and, and have people like, ah! you know, and then my father would still be like, you know, number one fan, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's great. Like there's no, there's no other way to put it. And there's like, there's been people that have came up to him. I know, um, I can't, can't remember who it was, but one of the people from the big break had come up to him and said stuff about like, I started playing music when I was younger and my parents never really got behind it. And like, you don't have, you have no idea how much it means to see me, see you supporting your kid. And, you know, yeah, it's interesting because obviously, you know, parents want the best for their children and right. not every um, kid who picks up a guitar is going to be, the next day of grow or anything like that. Right, so you, yeah. you, know, you never know. So it's always like they want to make sure you have a backup plan. And it's like, I, I can only imagine how hard it is to kind of be supportive of the music, but also like know that it doesn't happen for everyone, especially right. in today's landscape. I, I mean, I don't know how bands, I mean, you can get, you know, famous on TikTok for, you know, whatever a song or two, I don't even know how it works anymore, but like, it's got to be exponentially harder today than it was. There's, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't, maybe. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more opportunity because of streaming services and things like that. I just. I just feel like there's. Just so much. Yeah, to, to I think it's of. interesting because I feel like it's it's just as difficult in a way, but for different reasons. Like I feel like with the advent of you know like social media and. Uh, YouTube and all those kinds of things like there's almost a oversaturation of people that are looking to pursue a career in music like you know everyone and their mother has like a TikTok account posting clips of them singing or playing the ukulele or or like clips of their bands playing live and that's something that I've uh, and that we've all brought up at, at one point or another is is you know our our public image and our social media image is is very important because it's the you know you can have the greatest songs that are ever written but if you don't have a place or a account of on some sort of website where people can check you out nowadays at least it's not you're not going to progress as far because most outreach and most discovery is done through facebook or instagram or tiktok or whatever you want to call it um and i and i think that you know the music and the image are just as important nowadays. Whereas, you know, if you were, uh, if you just had a good sound back in the day, you could get propelled forward a little bit more. It's, I feel like people are a little bit more picky about what they want nowadays because there's so much more people, the, the supply is almost higher than the demand almost. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of match that and up your game a little bit. Right. And not only that, uh, a couple of things to, to just add on top of that. Uh, two of them are about TikTok. Um, I saw I saw a TikTok the other day that it was this guy. He went to he went to like this underground show. Like I don't know where it was. I don't know when it was. Whatever. And he posted 
like this video of him in the bathroom with like there's just stickers plastered all over this this bathroom wall of like these hundreds and hundreds of different bands and uh or artists and he's like i I think the caption was um something along the lines of i i never realized like how big the universe is with all these bands and because like anybody can go record something now and then put it out like i feel like 20 30 years ago you had to have some kind of deal with some kind of record company to put anything out significantly like we can put out a song tomorrow and it can be streamed any place in the world that it literally probably anywhere that has internet which is which is crazy because mm-hmm. and uh like we've gotten streams like from you know the old page like uh and we we have songs like a couple thousand streams whatever but like you can go on Spotify for artists and you can see like where all the streams come from and it gives you like this this big world map and you can click on it and it shows you like how many listeners are in a certain country, how many streams you get from certain countries. And there's like people in Peru listening to our music, which is like, it just boggles my mind. Like, wait, like who the, who the hell is listening to my music in Peru? Like I, I want to know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like, it's just, it's, it's just, it, it's crazy. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, not only is there such like a high supply of it, it's harder for things to like get stuck in the people's heads now. Yeah. Because you have so much information, just like you can look up anything, you can hear anything you want, like with the click of a button. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that by any means, but I feel like just, you know, studies show like your time span or whatever is lower now because of social media and you can just swipe through things like crazy. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all the same way. Like you see something, oh, that's nice, and then in five seconds you forget about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's definitely harder in that way. But like Facebook has targeted ads and stuff you can do. Like that's something we've been looking into. But it's expensive, you know. It's like it's definitely a, a pay-to-win society. You, uh, I mean, you could spend three hundred dollars on a Facebook ad, and then it do nothing. Mm-hmm. But you could also at the same time spend five dollars on it. And then it, it do something and you get a couple followers out of it, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's so. tough. Yeah. And like you said, like, you know, back in the day when, you know, the, the, what you did was you, you recorded music. And like you said, you had to have like either some kind of financial backer or you had to get your demo tape in the right hands. And, but like, it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy at all. But like, I think the quality was better. And yeah. like going back to what you said, I mean, Perfect example. I'm an idiot with a podcast, right? And everybody can have a podcast. Like you said, you just put it on the internet and it, it's it's there. And, uh, you know, we're not Joe Rogan. We're not, uh, you know, name name a top podcaster out there. Like, so the quality kind of like, there's, there's all this thing, this all this content out there, but like how much of it is quality? And I don't consider this to be quality. I mean, the, the audio could be a lot better. Um, I hope people enjoy it for what it is, but like back then when I think things were released, the quality was there because there was like things behind it. There was money behind it. There were record labels behind it. It's just a different world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on the, on the same side of it is that, you know, certain aspects today, it's much easier to get your name out there because anyone can post anything anywhere uh, at any given time you know, you didn't have to wait to be discovered or you right. didn't have to wait to finally headline your first show or something like that. There's there's always opportunities, at, at least for you to put your product out there, uh, whether it be your music or a music video or like a live stream or something like that. So in that aspect, we're extremely lucky that we're coming up in a time where, you know, we had the ability to reach people in Peru or Mexico or, or the UK or something like that, um, which was extremely hard back in the day uh, before the advent of like the internet or social media or something like that. But I just think, uh, like we said before, it's just, it's for different reasons. It's both difficult and easier. (laughs) It's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really and I think it, it. it really tests us as musicians because we're kind of in a time where, you know, there was a formula on how to do it before. Like, mm-hmm. like every band that ever got famous in the 80s or the 90s kind of did it the same way. And, and it was the same structure, the same 
process on on how you get discovered and and produce your first album and do everything like that. I mean, nowadays even the idea of doing an album is kind of fading out a little bit. Now it's more about singles and EPs or uh, you know, live recordings or something like that. And so we don't know in 10 or 15 years what the the vehicle will be for people to intake our our music and and who we are. Who knows? I mean, that's that's wild to think about too because i mean so much has changed in the last 10 years yeah you know imagine how it's going to change you know 10 years from now i i don't even i can't even imagine mm-hmm. i mean even even 10 years ago podcasts weren't even really uh weren't really a, a big no. thing and now they're now that i i'm obsessed with podcasts now i can't get enough of them but the but they're a pretty new advent you know yeah. before it was all radio or talk shows or something like that yeah, for sure. So in every aspect, I think of entertainment and society, it's kind of progressing. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But you guys are are young guys and the whole life life ahead of you. It's uh it's cool to see you guys out there, you know, doing this and and you know, make it a, a good effort out of it. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Gabe, before I let you guys go, I got I gotta touch on one more thing. And I don't want it to sound weird. But we're on social media. You put it on social media. You've not only the not the band, not only has the band made a transformation, you yourself have also personally made a transformation. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're jacked, bro. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> was that part of the pandemic too? You're just like, you know yeah. what? Let's, let's get yeah, nuts. I was like, it's it was time. You know, I mean. It's uh, it's like, it's something. It's something I'll post on social media, and then I don't really know how to like, like talk about it. Like I'll I'll make a post that's like three sentences, and then somebody will send me a message that's like four paragraphs on how they like how they how I think through my experience how they should do this and this and this, and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but I mean like like I try to I try to help people. Like I go I go to the gym for like five days a week. Like you know when I go to school, I just go right after, and I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it. I mean, it taught me like a lot about not about like working out or anything, just about like work ethic and how things need to get done in life. No part of me wants to go uh, to the gym five days a week and be like, yes, this is great. This is so great. I'm going to have such a great day. I don't have a headache. Like, that's like, that's horrible. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. And, uh, but it's it's like it, it goes like both ways. Like there, there's really good days, and then there's really horrible ones. But like the days that are really bad, if you go, if you like, if you like, you push yourself to your limit, then your good days are going to be that much better. And I've noticed like that in a lot of different aspects of life too. Like especially with music. Like there's days that I don't want to pick up my instrument too. You know what I mean? But I'm like, Gabe, you've been doing this for 10 years. You just got to do it for at least a half hour, man. You know? And, uh, and there's days I don't want to, I don't want to reply to messages on Facebook of people like, Hey, you want to, you want to play this show, whatever. Like, like, yeah, of course I want to play the show. I just don't want to deal with it right now. You know what I mean? And I I know we, I'm pretty sure every musician can, can definitely agree with me on that. Like there's just some days like you're so like amped up and you're like, I'm going to promote this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to send an email to this place. I'm going to do this and that and this, whatever. But like some days it's like, you don't have the same drive to do it, but doing something like something will come of that. For, for example, like I have sent like probably a hundred emails to all these different um, places to, to book shows and not all of them get, get back to me, which I mean, that's perfectly fine. But if I didn't send out, if I sent out 50 of those emails, we wouldn't have 12 shows. We'd have six. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's some days that like, I don't want to do it at all, which, you know, like I said, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it's like getting through it, you know? It's a numbers game. Yeah, definitely. Well, good for yeah. you. When I was yeah. 30, I got in the best shape of my life. I was doing this boxing program, working out five days a week, weighing my food. Mm-hmm. Um not uh partaking in alcohol beverages it was miserable 
it's absolutely miserable. I mean, I think I think the the diet portion of the the whole thing was worse than the actual workout part. Yeah, it can, um, it can definitely get bad. It was a miserable existence, and I so I was not one to like get creative. So I would literally for like the six meals that I had per day, like the I would just eat like chicken, broccoli, and like brown rice or uh, whole wheat rice. Right. Um, that's it. Like it was the blandest diet I've ever been on, but it worked. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was miserable. I mean, I know I, I did have some alcoholic beverages. I had have like one drink a week and it had to be like a vodka tonic, which I'm a, I'm a beer guy. Um, it was just miserable, man. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely something you got to do when you're young too. Like you got to, you got to start those routines and those. Right habits when you're young and you know when you have the time and when you have the energy and you, you I, I wish i would have done it earlier and i definitely did stick with it it wasn't sustainable for me yeah An- another like big aspect of it um was i was like i really want to go out and i want to perform like i want to do that and when i would do that prior to like my you know like losing weight and working out whatever like i would be wiped out in like 10 minutes you know what i mean like i was i was almost 250 pounds like i was like i was a big kid and uh and to go and like because i wanted to run around like like angus young on stage you know like i wanted to put on like that kind of show Mm -hmm. and it just couldn't happen so that was like that was like the the first step for me i was like well if i want to do this and if i'm working so hard at like writing music i might as well work hard in like the other half of it too so, so I did, and now I can, you know, like, I don't like to run at all. I hate it. But recently I've been like forcing myself to do it. Like, like last, last week I ran two miles and it was like the worst thing I've ever done. I'm not going to lie to you. It was pretty bad. How many miles? Two, which is like, which is like, I should, I like in my head, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell myself I could probably run like six, but I run two and I want to fall over. So. Okay. I probably couldn't even run a quarter mile without collapsing. <laughs> so you're all good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, But that's, you know, that's it for me. Like, like I said, it just, it goes both ways. It's like, if I want to, if I want to do the music thing, like I'll, I'll do this thing too. Like I got to stay in shape, you know? Yeah. It's all part of it, man. So good for you. Good for you. Well, I'm excited for uh, what's to come from look back Luna. Um, I'm excited for you guys in general, just, you know, changing the name, changing the style of music. Um, you know, you got to hustle and booking shows. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully I'll get out there, uh, and catch one of them finally. All right, cool. We're, yeah, we'd love uh, to yeah. have you come and check us out sometime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're doing, um, a live stream on, well, I don't know when this is going to get uploaded, but it'll be Thursday, April 7th. And oh, that's this uh, week. Yeah. And it's only going to be like a, a 25 minute live stream. We're just going to play like all our new songs that we have just so we can like, like we live streamed our, our show over the weekend, but like, we didn't like promote that we were going to like live stream it or anything. It just kind of happened. And uh, so, yeah, we're actually like, we, there's a, there's an event page for it. Like we're going to do a live stream from Rockology music Academy. Oh, and, like, cool. they have back there. So that's where we practice. Very cool. Yeah, I actually have another podcast I'm recording with. Uh, an, it's a new band called Variant Season. Hmm. Um, it's a guy who used to be in uh, Behind the Gray. Oh, cool. But obviously that that's going to be up after the fact, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this will probably go up um, next week, the week of, what's today's date? Today is the 4th. So the week of the 11th. So anyone listening or watching this, uh, at this moment, you can go back to the uh, Look Back Luna Facebook page and uh, check that out. So that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, what can people expect from you guys uh, this year? Um, well, I'm not sure for like the end half of the year, but I at least know for now we're playing some pretty cool shows. Um, we're playing a show in June at this place called the church in Lebanon. I don't know if you're familiar with it or if anyone listening is familiar with it, but it's this super cool venue. And, uh, it's like, it's like an art studio and, um, they put on a lot of cool shows. 
and we're playing with this band called slap they're like this they're like a they're like a pretty they're a really good punk band and they have quite a following down there so it's going to be cool so that's that's something to look out for that's going to happen and i think it's june 17th like mm-hmm. it's a while from now but it's still going to be something really sure. cool yeah and hopefully maybe not in 2022 but in the next calendar year we might get some recordings done and get all that out for people to listen to sweet well best of luck i'm looking forward to it hopefully uh hopefully kyle's a little more talkative in your band practice (laughs) (laughs) i'm the bassist i just play bass and i you just (laughs) don't say that all right all right you're our bass master kyle bass master kyle yep (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well guys thanks so much for doing this with me tonight um had a great time you know, talking and learning more about you. And again, like I said, I uh, am very much looking forward to what you guys do in the future. Yeah, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. Cool, yeah, guys. it was fun. Thank you. I'll uh, message you with the details of when this will be up and uh, you can use it for whatever you want. All right, cool. Awesome. Sweet. We'll definitely be on our page. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Yes, right. thank you. Yes. Thank right. you. Later. Bye.